You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. Another episode of the Board Game Snobs. This is your primary host, Gabby. With me today, as usual, <laughs> my primary <laughs> guest host, yeah, Dan baby. Hughes. Oh yeah, Dan Hughes making a triumph. Funny, he was going all funny, making a triumphant return to the Board Game Snobs podcast. The voice that everybody was clamoring for. The voice that everybody wants. The voice that, let's face it, everyone wants to replace both Gabby. And Jerry, it's <laughs> Dan, Dan Hughes. A Dan Hughes solo pod? Is that what everybody oh, yeah. wants? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what the audience is asking for. <laughs> Why don't you try that out? Uh, I did once. No one, no one downloaded it. So, uh, <laughs> so there. There's your yeah. answer, sir. It was my attempt at creative writing. I did a, a, a bit of Hubris. Prose. Hubris is what that is called. Yeah, that's that's my that's my actual everyone thinks Daniel it's Daniel Hughes. Instead of Hughes, it's hubris. <laughs> Daniel Hubris. Daniel yeah. Corcrest Hubris. Although now it's Daniel Mixtape Hubris, right? No, Daniel, I made a mixtape, Hubris. I made a mixtape. I made you a mixtape. I yes. made you a mixtape. Okay. Yes. There well, is already we... a couple of games called Mixtape on the internet, on the board game geeks, so we have had to differentiate ourselves somewhat. All right, well, we can get into that later. Yeah, because I've uh, come on to publicize my stuff. I know, I know exactly some, why. I'm like, hey, you want a podcast? Tin pot, tin and pot you're like, podcast. And you're like, I've just come in from a 12-hour shift, but sure, let me podcast. What What else do you do with your life, Dan? Very little. I design board games, it appears. Your, That's your what family been... doesn't want to see you when you come home? Like, why? Are you... My family <laughs> like, actively no. hides from me when I come home. <laughs> So, uh, is it not dinner time? You didn't want to eat dinner? Okay, so quick no. question. It's 9 p.m. It's a Saturday. All right, do you yeah. work six days a week or what? I work, well, my, my, my team works seven days a week. And team. I work 12-hour shifts, 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. But what do you work? Whenever, whatever shifts. So each, Do you each typically week work five days a week, 40 hours? No, like, oh, three, three days a week. Three days a week, 12 hours. Oh, okay. So it's six hours, sort of. Yeah, although it's less. If you really want to get into my timesheet, I can start getting. I them out. do. I want to see it. Clock in, clock out. I think officially I get half an hour break, so it's actually thirty-four and a half hours. But then every fourth week I have to do a f- another day. So this, in actual fact, this week I'm doing four shifts this week. Well, that's not but too shabby. I rec- no, I recommend I recommend working either three days a week or four days a week to everybody. I'd much rather spend 12 hours at work than five days at work. That's, me that's me as well. 
Yeah. Although as a truck driver, there are no rules in America. So it's like they just run us 70 hours a week if they can. But it's been raining where I'm at for at least a month now. So things have been very slow. Are your trucks not waterproof? Do they melt uh, in the rain? The, they are waterproof. Surely you're allowed to go in <laughs> the rain apparently, with a truck. Apparently they don't like, you know, making roads and getting us stuck all the time uh, in the rain. So right, yeah, okay. things have been very slow at this time of year. And also dodging tornadoes. A second tornado went through just the other day. No one's interested in your tornadoes. It's drizzly in Huddersfield. People are far more interested in the drizzliness of the Huddersfield rain than tornadoes. As they, as they uh, shepherd the sheep on your quaint roads, on your quaint cobblestone roads <laughs> in the foggy rain. Yes, I know yep. all about England. I watched, let's see, what did I watch? All Creatures Great and Small. <laughs> all Creatures Great and Small. Absolutely wonderful show. It I'm is waiting a wonderful for show. season three, is it? Yeah. yeah. You should watch the old ones, the old ones that were made in the 80s. Uh, I have a hard time getting over the aesthetic. Just, they look so 80s. <laughs> yes, a little bit. But no, I've not seen the new season of All Creatures Great Small, but my daughter loves it. It's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic family show. I used to be massively into the books. I did not know the show existed until I just happened to be looking for a Downton Abbey wannabe, because that's what us Americans uh, equiv- ah. uh, 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 equivalent? Well, Is equivalent yeah, a word to yeah. let, Let's say yes. Equivalent. The, the, the James Harriet is autobiographical, autobiographical. So all that stuff. Happened. Yeah, he was. The, he's the vet, right? The new vet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that they're based on his autobiographies. So all creatures great and small for those listening is a show that takes place in a quaint small British village, in which this uh, young fellow becomes a vet in 1930s England. And uh, he's learning that, you know, a small town life where everybody knows everybody. Nobody wants this kid from the city coming in and taking care of their animals. Sticking uh, their hands up cows' bottoms. That's like 90% of the show, is his hand is up the rectum of some cow, sheep, something. Yeah. With those those long shoulder-length gloves. Do you ever have to do that, Dan? You don't do that because you're a mind nurse, right? I have, I have cleaned feces this very week, in actual fact. Really? I'll have you know. Why yes. so? Because there was feces on somebody <laughs> and... I couldn't, in all consciousness, leave the house without making sure they did no longer have feces on them. You're so, a good uh, man. Uh, I just, am. just today, before, as actually, as you were angrily Don't awaiting, off yourself, Gabby. As, You're meant as, to do that. As that's, that's meant to be your job. <laughs> Don't I, you know when you were looking for? Okay, but this is all insider stuff on our Facebook groups. Your Facebook group sporadically bored. You were looking for names of your publishing company for your upcoming game. I made a mixtape for you or something. You're looking for I names. Made you and a y'all, y'all, I made you a mixtape. <laughs> I made you a mixtape. Going to Kickstarter soon. And you're you're looking for a publishing name. You had all these oh yeah these things related to sporadically bored. And I was definitely desperately wanting to put the you know you got to have the scat scat games in there because y'all are very scatological in many of your discussions as you were yeah. just a few minutes ago poo poo head games that's what poo-poo i want to call ga- it poo poo pub- poo poo publishing poo-poo there you go publishing is pretty good triple p yeah <laughs> three large p's and just you know the little poo poo emoji that's your publishing company right there it's it's difficult coming up with a publishing name because you need to have a good publishing name and it needs to have the, the domain, ideally. Um, not that we 
who knows? I don't think we'll be doing loads of games, but but you know, you you want the domain available, and it's it's difficult, and it, it can't be too it can't be too scatological. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I don't know. Right. It's, 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 well, just it's right, since one. we've already mentioned it two times or three times, just go ahead. So, Dan Hughes and Mike Delizio of Sporadically Bored and Dice Tower are making a new card game. Go ahead, Dan. Well, it's a new card game. The theme is mixtapes. You are in the 80s and also 90s. Um, mm. But we'll go... Uh, that'll be revealed at a later point. You, 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 you. I expect Ricky Martin to be one of those cards. Oh, yeah. Um, what did he sing again? Boom, La Vida boom. Loca. La Vida Loca, that's right. Da, 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 da. Um, we're trying to work out if you're allowed to use the real names of artists and tracks. I was wondering about that on your cards. Because because our thinking is that you can in Trivial Pursuit and things like that, and you can't copyright a band name and you can't copyright a song name, but you can trademark them. I wonder if you could use the names, but uh, but but now the album art might be a different. Oh no, we have to use the album art. Yeah, yeah, that, that, okay, that'd, be, yeah. that'd be probably copyrighted. So basically, you are a teenager. You have a crush. Um, you want to make a mixtape. So this this obviously dates people to the kind of seventies. I had many unrequited crushes in my day. Exactly, many un- exactly. But the the trick is that you want to make this mixtape for your crush to drop heavy hints that you're romantically interested in them. However. You also want to balance that with the need to have plausible deniability. So if if, if you get a bad reaction from that mixtape, that you want to have the ability to say, no, 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 I just made it you as a friend, you know. Blah, blah, blah. So you're balancing a mixture of romantic and what we call platonic songs on on your mixtape. So so the, the game's a, a, a push-your-luck set collection game where you're going to be getting cards um, with tracks on them, placing them into your mixtape, and and basically, it's a tw- it's a twenty minute filler, and actually, we're quite proud of it. And do you know what? I found it fascinating that do you know how to make a board game, Gabby? This is a trade secret. I have I do not. You make a really bad one, and then just keep working at it till it gets better. Oh, I think that's that's what happened with Core Request. That's what happened with this one. We made a game that was pretty dire, and then just kept. Redoing keep, it till it was keep better. Keep working the edges. Keep softening those edges. Exactly. Keep massaging it with your a massage. Your, the, the massage oil of careful thought until at last it ends happily ever after. A beautiful. Well, I wasn't going to go that road to be honest. I just said happily ever. You're never going to go the Dice Tower Network with that kind of attitude, Gabby. So, okay, I'm I'm really hoping in this game I made a mixtape for you. What's the name of it? I made you a mixtape. I made you Idiot. a mixtape. You. Yeah. How about I just made I you. made a mixtape? Oh, but there's the whole thing of you, like keep your nose out of our, our naming protocols. It's because because like you're making it for your unrequited love. Okay, I get on your it. on your crush. Well, you never know. It might be unrequited so, love. Who knows? And so at the end of the game, do you find out if it's requited or not? Well, I don't even know what requited means, Dan. It means it's the opposite of unrequited. Um, <laughs> it is it is when um, no, but you find out who the winner is by who scores the most points. So you find out who made the best mixtape, but you don't uh, find out if your love is requited. Well, let's say yes, you do. If you make the best mixtape, then you 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 are the winner, and your love is requited, and everyone else dies lonely spinsters. Requite. Make appropriate return for. 
Hmm. Interesting. So your love has returned back. Okay. Yes. I got that. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in this game, I hope... You've upgraded from your phone that you normally look at. And now you're looking at an iPad. No. <laughs> My wife bought a new iPad because... Either that or you've shrunk significantly. <laughs> because ours <laughs> died. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Visual humor for an audio podcast. <laughs> so, in this game, I would hope that my personal tableau building is some sort of stereo-looking device. It is. The, a the, tape the, deck. Well, the, the, the tape deck element comes in with the requited love and the unre- not the, the romantic songs and unrequited songs. Well, that's like a graphic equalizer that you've got to keep in balance. Oh, the game, this has- an equalizer. That's excellent, Daniel. Excellent. So they have to be both in balance. Um, and if they're out of balance, you get minus points. So if you've got an imbalance there, that's minus points. And who then come the cards. Up with, what? Who come up with the equalizer bit? Because that's let's genius. Not, let's let's not <laughs> say who came up with what idea. That way lies inappropriate um, <laughs> credit. Because <laughs> that is a genius. I just that is genius. Okay, I like that. That, that was a. Uh, that was my idea. I don't know. You, you kept, sure. we're, we're, we're a partnership. We're a partnership. It was my uh-huh. idea. It was Mike's idea. Who knows? If it's a good Whose one. Whose name's going to come first? Dan Hughes or Mike Delizio? That's the big question. Mike Delizio, because he needs a break. He's, not, <laughs> he's, 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 he's unheard of. He's unheard of within the board gaming. Uh. I'm, 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 I'm nestling this little fledgling under my wing um, and, and encouraging him to fly and soar like an eagle. Like like what I'm doing. So is is it available to? Uh, I know you're play testing like on tabletop simulator or what? Yeah, it is actually on tabletop simulator now, but without any rules, and it's an old version. So we will be releasing it for. We basically we we're working on the rule book at the moment, making it um, a relatively lean rule book. So as soon as that's done, it will be available for people to play test. And also, there's obviously a solo mode because Mike um, mm-hmm. has a rep to. Uh, thing so yeah but the, but the other way the other thing we're, we're happy with is um and this was a suggestion by mr ian o'toole um well, name dropper when you when you lay your cards in a tableau it, it like they the tracks kind of at the moment this may change tracks kind of line up like the cover like when you're writing your mixtape songs so it looks like the insert of a mixtape and i think that's cool i got you sounds very clever and i look forward to someday not purchasing it because uh, out of vindictiveness and the fact that I can't think this of anything. This is a packaging. Well, that's a plan for the packaging. It comes in a I cassette know. tape that's box. Good. Yeah. Very good. Right. That's it. I, I wasn't here to do the sell. I was only here Whatever. to help out a, a, struggling, oh. a struggling minor podcast. That's what I, that's what I uh, joined for. Whatever. I listened, I listened to your uh, Mark episode. It was good. Mark. Yeah. Oh, Green Tank, From yes. Green Tank, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. colour tank are you on their podcast? If uh, Oh, well, they don't, uh, you know, since they hit the big time, Keelan, uh, Kellen doesn't, Keelan, maybe that's why he doesn't have me on. Kellen is, uh, doesn't have, you know, small podcasts on anymore. No, no. Uh, I'm... I'm the pigeon blue. The only person pig. he talks to is uh, So Very Wrong Games and, you know, all these big pots. Shut and up and, shop sit, and down. sit down. Yeah, yeah. They don't... They, they don't. They think they're. They think they're so. <laughs> so don't they? fancy. 
fancy uh, dancing. They are, I, you know, they they refuse to acknowledge it. But I said, you, they're the next. They're it's shut up and sit down. Dice Tower Secret Cabal, and it's it's them. I, they have a large, large fan base. No, I think you'll find it's spreadingly bored. Then shut up and sit down. <laughs> oh no! Oh then, yeah! Yeah. Uh, let's know, see yeah. those. Let's see Blue those pink, stats. Pink, Blue, Blue Peg, Pink Peg, and um, mm, I think and, they um, bypassed them. Long. Who got? Who won the Golden Geek? It was the Barrage? Yeah, it was the Barrage. But they, they yeah. bypassed everyone. I'm telling you, they've got many a listener. Yeah, they they do have listeners. It it's may true. be due to the fact they have a well thought out, well worded. Uh, you know, they I think they write up like what they're going to talk about and discuss things very succinctly. I disagree. I think it. I think because they had me as a guest on once. I think that's, <laughs> that's why they're That's successful. what did it. That's what yeah. shot them to the top. Speaking of shots, Dan, have, did you know? Oh, my goodness. I, I forgot we had to do special facts. Segway. Incoming segue. The CIA had a secret heart attack gun. No, I didn't know that. But it didn't surprise me. They had the whole trying to get psionic powers thing didn't they the men who stare at goats and stuff how does a secret heart attack gun work does it kind of show you the prices of uh, various kickstarters and you just go oh, keel over two hundred dollars for a bunch of plastic no way does it come with minis that's <laughs> it does it have a play mat <laughs> is vat included right i think i'm probably um <laughs> Are there boards inlaid? <laughs> Spot UV printing. Metal coins. <laughs> right, go. How did the heart attack gun work? It shoots a small poison dart. Poisoned? That's a poison gun. To cause a heart attack, it can penetrate clothing and leave nothing but a tiny red dot on the skin. The individual targeted for assassination. Now, this isn't a. <laughs> You're not shooting them with a heart attack gun to make them sick. You're shooting them to assassinate them. That's what the Russians did with those chemicals. I think I think that was a an umbrella gun that shot a radioactive substance into that man's bloodstream, and he, he ended up dying. That was in the UK. That when was, was a while this? ago now. A, a little bit of a while ago, it was a Russian. It was a Russian defector, and the Russians poisoned him with radioactive material into his blood, shot from an umbrella, um, and he he died because they couldn't get the radioactivity out of his bloodstream so he died within i think it was three or four days and then there was another one where where the russians sent a poison to to assassinate a russian defector and it also affected an innocent bystander that was a big thing that was only a couple of years ago good grief wow very anti-russian dan well i I, I actually don't mind at the moment coming out and saying i do not agree with the russian government even within board gaming that's a relatively safe stance to take i've been playing the red cathedral like nobody's business have you that's very problematic okay It said it can. Uh, it said the individual targeted may feel as if bitten by a mosquito if they feel anything at all. The poisonous dart completely disintegrated upon entering the target. It quickly denature the poison denatures quickly. I don't know what denatures means. It means kind of becomes undetectable. It kind of it no longer is the sum of its parts. So it like turns into water and hydrogen and whatever. 
that's why it says so an autopsy is very unlikely to detect that the heart yeah. attack resulted from anything other than natural causes my granddad died of a heart attack do you think your cia got him maybe they got him was it in 1975 or before no because i've met him okay so this was from a CIA U.S. Senate testimony in 1979 on rogue activities of the CIA. And it said there's it's only one of many James Bond-like, so MI5, so the British, you're guilty as well. I don't know the difference. What's the difference between... I know the difference between them. I don't know which one's which. MI5, what? Uh, right. Quiz. None of this facts. Hot Quiz. shot. Go ahead. What's the difference between MI5 and MI6? One came before the other. I would say five came before six. I don't know. MI5 is domestic spying. Ooh, and MI6, MI6 is overseas. foreign spying. Are you a spy, Dan? I'm not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> well, poisonous dart yeah. coming your way. <laughs> Indeed. Or maybe your that's... dart will be... <laughs> Like the halitosis dart. <laughs> just, yeah, just, well, I think I got that a long time ago. It, it, Let's face it, no, no one would be massively surprised if I keel over with a heart attack. I think it's pretty... It's pretty uh, the uh, hemorrhoid uh, ray has affected Daniel Hughes. <laughs> it won't kill you. It just really affects your social life. <laughs> well... I, I feel personally attacked. I don't come on here to be for my hemorrhoids to be insulted. The jock itch gun has really come after Dan. <laughs> I've cracked myself up on this one. I gotta yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Good job, good job, good job. One of us finds it funny. Do you know what jock itch is? Is that an English phrase as well? No, it's not really. No. Oh, no. really? No. That's basically uh, what is jock itch? It's called <laughs> crumpet crust over here. <laughs> <laughs> is it really no no, yes, no it's not no. it's just called a general groin fungal infection i think i don't i don't know i don't think we have a uh... i've been shot with a crumpet crust cannon oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway that's yeah. interesting <laughs> it is well yeah Depending on your definitions. I play okay. board games. Do you want to talk about board games? Oh. Have you played any board games? <laughs> I've played... Okay, yes, go ahead. What I have several that I've played on app I want to discuss, but you go oh, ahead. Oh, that doesn't even count. I count I played. I played Uninvited Guests. Have you heard of Uninvited Guests? I have not. It's Cluedo. Which is Clue in America. Oh, yeah, sorry. I apologize. It's Clue, um, but no board. And it's... And you just get multiple cards, and you get little bits of information, and you can trade these little bits of information with other people, trade the cards with other people, and then it's a kind of you've got the Cluedo, the Clue House in front of you, although it's not exactly the same, and then you can cross bits of information, and it, it it's really good. It's a deduction game. It's really good. I was I, I don't like deduction games, but I quite like this one. So logic deduction or social deduction? Logic deduction. What's the name of it? Uh, uninvited guests. Uninvited guests. No, un- unwanted guests. I can't remember. Fantastic. No one really listens to podcasts to get game <laughs> recommendations anyway. No, I'm no. Look it up Only I, the most popular I'm... ones do. <laughs> Awkward guests. I, told... I bet Barrage would have known the name of this game before they started speaking about it. 
Do you know what? Barrage would have known the game. They'd have had it in the show notes. And if you deviated from their show notes, <laughs> you'd have got an extremely you can edit stern it out. stare. Edit it but out. Yeah, edit it out. I, me and Richard have both been on that podcast. And me and Richard, both, the majority of our contributions were edited left of the cutting room floor. Because our... Richard made it. And we haven't... Richard's been on. The guy The guy in our chip shop, he's been on. Who? The guy who's down our chip shop who thinks he's Elvis. He's been, he's been on. Anyway, don't worry. It was an attempt at humour, which didn't work. It so failed all miserably. I'm saying is, it wasn't as good yeah. as the hemorrhoid harpoon I quoted earlier today. It certainly wasn't. I uh, feel chastened. So, unwanted guests. No, it's not unwanted guests, you idiot. It's uh, awkward guests. 2016 Kickstarter. <laughs> There's at least a third <laughs> different name you've been made for this I game. I gave the right name before. You said uninvited earlier. What we're going to do now, I've just found the um, Tom Vassell uh, review, so if you don't, don't mind, Gabby, I'm just going to play that into the microphone. <laughs> and that'll, that'll, that'll let your... Uh, <coughs> oh, my goodness. That'll let your uh, your listeners uh, know what's what. What's what. So, did you like the game? I don't like the game. Yeah, yeah, I said it, I liked it. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a deduction game which I could actually tolerate. I mean, I wouldn't want to play it every, every game, every day, but, but no, it was interesting. And it had an interesting thing where you had bits of information which were worth various values and things. And you could, you said, does anyone know anything about Mrs. Peacock in the study? And then people can show you their, pass you their cards about Mrs. Peacock in the study, but in order to see their cards, you have to give them a piece of information that's of equivalent value, and that was really interesting as well. It was good. It was interesting. That's what I played. I I played Smartphone Inc., but you don't seem to be interested in board games on this podcast. I am. Um, I I like Smartphone Inc. a lot. It is. It's really good. It's really good. Did you play... How many players did you play? Four, which is less than than optimal, but but still good. I think we used a normal-sized board. We used the... uh, we were playing two and three players on the normal size board. Then we, fi- I, I bought the expansion that has the two and three player, and then you can play it solo, which was much more tight, tight, apt for that amount of players. It's a smaller board, and I liked it a lot. Jerry was like, I don't know, there was issue. He he, he said he we not actually. This is another one of those games we played, and we forget we played, and we therefore never discuss on a podcast, but. You know, I, I find it interesting. Anytime I win a board game, Jerry always has issues with it. Uh, and that yeah. seems to be the way it goes. Uh, but it's the, it's the smartphone 2.0, you know, expansion. And it's a yeah. smaller board for through two or three players. Or you can, it's got a solo mode. You can go against I've got, Steve. I've got, more, I've got more friends than that. So I, I played the bigger yeah, one. We don't have many. Uh, I don't have many board game friends, Dan. I know. And I've tried to find you some, but none of them want to be interested. Apparently um, there's loads of board game groups around you, but they don't advertise publicly in case you turn <laughs> nobody, up. Nobody wants yeah, me. There's all secret closed Facebook groups. Uh, I have played many a time here recently. Istanbul on the app. Ah, There's an iPhone app. Since I played that. It's fine on the app. I, I, here's the thing. And actually, again, Mark, the green tank, on one of their shows, he was saying, now if there's a digital implementation such as on BGA, they were specifically talking about BGA. That's where he wants to play it. And that's kind of my, become my thing. Like if there's an right. app or if it's on BGA where I can access this game and it's automatically set up, the rules are built into it, so I can't make an illegal move. 
it's hard for me to not just want to go on there and play. Have you thought about taking up computer games as a hobby instead of board games? <laughs> but here's the other thing. Speaking oh, of which. The, the twist of the tale. The, sh- the, the copyright shops it down switcheroo. <laughs> mid re- the copyright shops the it down mid-review mid- mid- switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. I have sat in my couch many a time as I'm watching TV and. Sat in your couch. Okay. Yeah. On my couch, in my couch. In and on your couch, around your couch, sat around your couch, yep. <laughs> over my couch. <laughs> sprawled over your couch. Okay. Up, sprawled upon my couch. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I could go into my room. You could do. Fire up the old laptop yep. and play a digital board game. Or just play something on my Xbox that I'd really enjoy. Yes, exactly. So that's the, that's the thing. So when it comes between digital board gaming... Or a play on my Xbox, I tend to choose my Xbox. Yes. But when I do play digital board games, I enjoy them. For instance, I played, oh, for instance, I played Innovation for the third time ever, and only because it was on BGA, I actually understood what was going on. Really? That must be the first time that's ever happened in the ge- in a game of Innovation. You should write to Cal Chuduk and, and, and claim your prize. <laughs> I it, there's a hundred and five uniquely written cards, which respect because I did not know that. Like every card is its own style. It's 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 a lot, but also I understood. Mate, well, I the, my my teacher Chasson, a listener of our show, I was playing with him, and he's like, "See these symbols off to the right for the the dogma effect to happen, where I can't do it. You have to have more than me." So, you know, you have all those symbols and castles and leaves. There's all those symbols in this game. So, basically, you're just competing symbols with, against your opponent. If I have more symbols than you, I can power up this card and use it, and you can't. But if I power up this card and use it, when you have the same amount or more symbols, then you also get the effect. It's just that type of game. But this is the first time I've played Innovation and understood what was going on. Because I've played it two other times with Jerry. We have it here at the house. It's, it's sitting right there. We've played it. And I'm like, I'm just playing cards. I don't know what's going on. Jerry, tell me what I'm doing. And that's what yeah. I, I, was, I just, it was very confusing to me. But I don't with, like it at all for that reason. But with BGA, it's all right there on the screen. I don't have to sit here and count up all these symbols on my side mm-hmm. of the table and then count up the symbols on Jerry's side of the table. It's just bam. It's right there on the screen. And why anyone would ever play this more than two player is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I enjoyed it on BGA. I really did. Have you played Glory to Rome? No, but I hear it's the, the exact same game, basically. I think, I don't know. I, I I found it equally as confusing, so so perhaps it is. But I find I think all Calculus games I've found incredibly confusing. I think he's just got it, it's too chaotic for my for my uh, simple brain. Well, I, I'm telling you, if if you are you on BGA, I don't want to. I don't want to play with your stinky listener on BGA. Now me, I'll play it with you. No, I'm not playing with you. That's even worse. Are you on Board Game Arena? Do you have a name? Um. I think I probably do, um, a long time ago. You signed up years ago and forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I played, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not interested in playing online. I'm not interested. I, I appreciate that. Because, this is interesting. Is it? This is, this is not interesting. <laughs> because, because, 
You can't it's the same reason words. I don't particularly in, enjoy playing solo games. Although I do play a few. I'm not really interested in, in playing a logic puzzle unless I get to rub my victory in someone's face 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 to face afterwards, if that makes any sense. Even the multiplayer solitaire game, I'm interested in the experience of having other people to play with, not interested in the actual puzzle itself. I, I don't do Sudoku puzzles for fun. I don't do any puzzles for fun. When I sit down and play a solo game, I almost... My, my favourite solo games are ones that kind of wash over me that I don't have many decisions in because I'm not interested in the puzzle. I'm just interested in the kind of calm, meditative um, effect of it. Um, and the... I, 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 I don't... It's like... I'm just not interested in the challenge of beating my last score. Um, so, yeah. That's so I don't think I, I don't think BGA's for me because I know you play with other people, but there's not the same no, interaction. Yeah, well, there? I do. Gen- the only game I I will play Lost Ruins of Arnak and can't stop with complete strangers. But yeah. pretty much, like if it comes to a heavy, heavy game, or not heavy, heavy, just heavy, singular heavy, Yokohama or anything of that ilk, like I like to play with someone I know. And board game I, snobs does I, have I just, a. Uh, a group on BGA, which we have pretty much neglected. I've neglected, and then I was like, I, "We have several listeners that are on BGA, so usually I'll hit one of them up and try to play a game with them." Because I, I'm the same way. I don't like to play a game that I'm invested in with a person that I'm not invested in. Especially as some of the people you're not invested in are jerks as well. Some of the games I've had on BGA have they've been. They've started losing, so they've quit, or they've, they've, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, that, that, yeah, 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 that drives me absolutely. I, I've gotten to the point where I've, I've finally played it enough times where even can't stop. I'll see somebody sign up for a game I can't stop at like fifty percent of quit rate, and I'll, I'll boot out. I'll quit. I'll quit the game and come back in because I don't want to play with somebody that quits. But, but uh, I played Istanbul on the app, not BGA. The app is very nice. It's got music going. You know that the. the that's one thing I like about the apps, the iPhone apps, and I guess there are apps on other devices as well, but the apps have like music for your solo games and you can play the AI. or you... And they're quick, aren't they? Yeah. It's like I, I play Ticket to Ride on an app, to be fair, and it's just bang. It'll ruin you. Five minute game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're sitting here. You don't have to wait on this person to make up their mind. You're just playing the robot. It's like makes these decisions very quickly. In fact, I get impatient with the robots because they, they take two <laughs> seconds to make their, their moves. And the animation goes on. I go, come on, when's it my turn again? You got to go into settings and uh, uh, amplify their amp- uh, animation forward. I played Raiders of the North Sea on the app. And I I've decided. Raiders of- oh, go on. Go on. Well, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. What do they call yuck your yum? Well, I was yucking your yum first, so you can yum my yuck if you wish. Well, I've played Raiders to the point. I'm done. It's in my top five all time amount of games played. It's like Viticulture. Mm-hmm. Well, Can't Stop's number one because you can play a Can't Stop game in five minutes. But it's like Viticulture, Can't Stop, Raiders, and a couple other games. I have played Raiders to the point where. I realize, I, I know it's just a racing game, basically. Collect your provisions, collect your gold, buy your people, go out and fight. One dies, collect your provisions, collect your gold, go out and fight. I, it's gotten repetitive to me at this point. But mm-hmm. that's after, that's after 40-something games of it. 
Which so, is fine, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be a very good game indeed that, that can, can withhold. Yes. I When it first come out, I... Ab- talking kind of Korra Quest levels. I, I still... Dan Core Quest Hughes, everyone. <laughs> or maybe I made you a mixtape. Well, either one of those two <laughs> games. That, that, that kind of level of uh, replayability. It, it, it is. I, okay, I've played it 30 times. And I've I've played it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. I, even Raiders of Scythia, which to me combines all the best elements of all those mm-hmm. expansions. That's the one I've just bought. That's what I was going to say. I've just bought that online uh, yesterday it's the best version to me because it does combine the best elements of the expansions mm-hmm. and raiders of the north sea but i'm done like i, I i've i've played it enough where I, I get it and i have i will play it again because it is a it's one of those games and i loved it because i i comprehended it very quickly and whenever mm-hmm. i do that in a game i'm very happy because i'm very slow at comprehending games I'm very slow. It means it, it clicks with your the way you think, which it which does. It, it, yeah. And it's one of those games that, like, as soon as we played the first couple rounds, I was like, "Oh, okay," and it just provided this feeling to me of of a satisfaction as I played the game. And I was in love with Raiders, and I don't know that it ever made my top ten or so, but it was very, very close. But now at this point, I've played it to death. Not, I'm not done with it. I won't say I'm done with it, but it's not. I actually sold all of my Raiders of the North Sea stuff. Wow. I had the mat. I had the Hall of Heroes. I had the the the, the Jarls one. I forget which one that is. Yeah. I had all the stuff. I had all the, the beanie, stuff for it. The Beanie Babies one. <laughs> and I sold it all. The Pogs. Did you have? Did you have the I Funko had, Pops? I had Raiders of the North Sea, the Pog Funko Edition. Yeah, I sold it. I still have Raiders of Scythia, which is the same exact thing. Better or worse art. Better or worse art, Gabby. I I don't like it as much as it's not as I pretty. I think it's better. I, I don't like it because t- I liked the bright blues. I like the board of Raiders of the North Sea. Mm, to me, it was mm. bright and cheery. Do you like those mobiles you hang over your bed as well? Raiders the, of Scythia, to uh, me, uh, is... Uh, uh, the play mats you put down, you can <laughs> you can spin a spinner and, and open a, a page and a book and stuff like that. Scythia is lots of brown. Lots of brown and Scythia. Earth tones is the way you describe no, that. No. Earth tones. Sophisticated <laughs> earth tones. Mm, give Instead me the of, bright blues of the North Sea. In, in, instead of Teletubbies, bright blues. Yeah, me and you have very different tastes in games. I, I keep, I, I am um, very, very different tastes in everything. I don't think we get on in real life. Well, if, if you were, the, if you were a figment of my imagination on the internet, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we get on. I think we I come out to your house and I go, friends. "That game's rubbish. That game's rubbish. You don't like Libertalia, so you're an idiot." Airlines is a rubbish game. Quite Airlines. Wait, what? I don't know. I've never played it. Quite, Airlines, I'm just, I'm just, lo- it's, I'm just it's looking Airlines at the- Europe. Oh, right, whatever. A fantastic game by Alan R. Moon. Yeah. You need to stop making games. Greedy bugger. Let other people have a go. What, what's. Yeah. Did you know? I did. Oh, gosh. That bowling balls, the finger yes, holes and bowling. The finger holes and bowling balls have been found to contain substantial amounts of fecal contamination. Do you go bowling in the the, the, the UK? 
Oh. What? <laughs> the, not, I don't think it's as popular an activity as in the US, and I'm basing this on my extensive knowledge of the Flintstones. But um, I, 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 yes, there are bowling alleys in the UK. Yes, I have been there's bowling. A, there's a game though. It, it may be a Canadian thing, where it's like a small ball and like candlestick pins. Maybe it's called oh. candlestick bowling. Is it called pontoon? No, that's not it. Is it called moose but ball? The, but there's a game. I've seen it because someone mentioned on a previous podcast of ours. Instead of a large bowling ball, it's like it's, it could a ball that could fit in the palm of your hand, and it's more like you just throw it really fast, and the the pins are a lot thinner. Uh, maybe that's just a natural natural thing of you know Canadians generally being thinner than Americans. Probably so. Yeah. Nonetheless, those finger holes full of feces. Feces. Yeah. Anywhere where you stick your fingers full of it's feces. Everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. It's coating every a thin film of it coats ev- <laughs> every item in your kitchen. Uh, thin microscopic film of feces. Come on. Next, hold next on, interesting hold on, fact. Hold. He's, he's got like pieces of paper. He's like a newsreader. He's got pieces of paper <laughs> on one side. He's got his iPad on the other. He's like some kind of things going on. He's like tapped into the matrix of useless, boring facts. I also played. Oh, pa- wait. Pause for edit point. <laughs> I also. Play- <laughs> I'm going to edit, edit you out, Dad. I'm going to edit you out, Dad. I also played Scythe on the app. The iOS no. app Scythe. I thought you were going to say something interesting then. No, I'm not going to say anything interesting. Scythe, the game, and, and what the app told me was the exact same feelings I have for the game. Yeah. It's not that interesting. Like, there's this massive, beautiful board. You have all these beautiful pieces. You have, all, Especially if you have, you know, the deluxe edition with all those Stonemeyer bits. And then the game's over before it really even begins. Hey, do, you, do you like Scythe? I know Scythe is uh, your, co, your co-creative partner, Mike Delizio. It's all about the solo mode. And I, oh, solo mode, name of his uh, a defunct <laughs> video podcast. I, I've played it solo. I've played it with six players. I've played it with five. I've played it on the app. Uh, it's no good unless you play it with four. <laughs> Well, I've played it with four players. Oh, three, I meant three. <laughs> I've played it with every amount. I've played oh. with every amount. Have you played it with ten? No, I don't think it goes well, up that high. No, no, you can play in teams, though. Play with twelve with everyone on a team, <laughs> just huddled huddled around, the, huddled around the board, all squished up. And I I'll tell just... you what, he's good. Shut up, I'm talking now. Tell you what, he's good. Ticket to ride in teams is good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ticket to ride expansion, which is teams, and that's great. Oh, it's, most, I you it's, were the, it's the most fun. It's the most fun. I think it might be India. Which I'm one is sure. it? It could be India, or oh I think it's some goodness. kind of Asian. Here country. we go. That's where we go. Just talk um, about a game you don't know which one you're even talking about. Shut your face. Go on then. Let's talk about sides some more because that's a topic that hasn't been covered well, before. You said be quiet. Let you talk. Now you're saying let me talk. I, I've, I've finished speaking. Now you're allowed to speak. Scythe, oh, yes. I agree with you. I think Scythe is blandness personified. It um, is the I, most... It it I, gets you with the little mix. It gets you with the little... Uh, the, the coal and the food and the gold. And it gets you with all the little Stonemaier bits. 
but the game is really not that exciting. Like half the time, oh, I made a, I've made a log. Oh, I've made another person. Oh, the game's over. It's like to me, the potential is there, but they just missed the mark somehow. It's just not that interesting of a game. Well, I would argue, and and many people would 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 disagree with me. Um, that that's the very definition of Stonemaier games. I think he does a very good job of hype. At this point, um, after Tapestry, Pendulum, it's all about hype and production over quality and mechanisms of gaming. Yeah, I, I think I think he doesn't make bad games though, and I think that's that's where I would give him a bit of a pass. Um, I don't think it's a deliberate kind of. I think he's just he's better at hype than he is at games, if that makes any sense. He's a better marketer. Oh, yeah, 100%. Than he is at games. I don't think he's a bad game maker. I think he's Red a, Rising. I, Red Rising. I've not played it. I played Tapestry, which was okay. <sighs> um, I, 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 when I say okay, you know, You know good. what made it okay? The production. The gameplay was super basic. And it, but it wasn't his game, though. Well, he didn't design it. But even as a, as a publishing company, Stonemaier Games put out... Decent games with great, great production values and, and even better marketing. His last game, Red Rising, like it can't, everybody was talking about it. And literally every review I saw of it said, I've forgotten the game it emulates and has ripped off most of its stuff from Hero Quest, not Hero Quest. There's some game that everyone said, oh, we like this game, but this game is better. And whatever the mechanics that he used in his game of Red Rising, everyone almost to a T said, yeah, this game is fine, but the game it took these mechanics from is better. And I didn't do any research, so I can't tell you the name of the game. That, I, I, you're allowed to do it, but I'm not. Is that is that right? It's Team Asia. That's the ticket to ride. Oh, we we're teams. going back to Team Asia. All right. It's really then. good. I recommend anyone who likes Ticket to Ride play... Because uh, you're playing on the same, so you score the same points, but you're playing separate games. It's really interesting. Um, I saw Ben. We're going to completely leave Red Rising where it was. It's yeah, garbage. Yeah, yeah. I, Jerry played it. Jerry, Jerry played it at BGG and said it's one of the the worst game he's ever played in his life. He hated it. Ben Maddox played Ticket to Ride United Kingdom, which was it was, it was when it came out here. There was a Pennsylvania map and the United Kingdom map on the other side. Yeah, yeah. that's the same as here. Yep. Yeah. I don't have a ticket to ride. Super basic game. I get that. It's not something we would go to play because it's a lighter than I enjoy at this point in my board gaming uh, career. But I would like to play. I want to play Marklin. I want to play the Nordic countries, and I'd like to play the United Kingdom map. United Kingdom is really good. It, it gets. It's quite a complex game. It's, yeah. It, it certainly bumps up the heaviness. I well, it's not enjoy. massively complex, but it's more certainly more complex than Ticket to Ride normally would be. I would um, like to play it. It's good. It's good. It takes a bit more learning. That's why I got rid of it ultimately. And the other thing is, it doesn't have Huddersfield on it, which is a travesty. But other do, than that, you, do you have a game group that you play with, or is it just whoever you can corral? I, I, I've now kind of developed a game group um, I play with. <laughs> yes, that come around to my house every second Friday. Second Friday of what? The month? Of the every every two Friday. One, the one year? Friday goes No, you idiot. Every, every other Friday. Friday. 
Well, yeah, yeah, whatever. The same thing every fortnight. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid saying every fortnight because I know you don't even speak English properly. Fortnite's a video game. What are you talking oh. about? Right, that's it. I've had enough of this. I'm going to press stop and I'm going to press delete on this what? recording because <laughs> of the blatant anti-English prejudice has yet again risen its head. And just because we say... Pro- George pro- Washington. George oh, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Had wooden teeth. Is that the man with wooden teeth? I think that was a false false rumor. Ah. He had all his teeth. What about King George? Did he have all his teeth? Yes. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he was mad. Depends which King George. Mad King really? George. It was Mad, mad King, King George. George. He was the I one around he- during the revolution, right? Yeah, I think so. He had syphilis, I think, which is why he was mad. Mm, yeah. But I don't know much about English history, so I don't How know do why we got onto this topic. <laughs> I don't know much about... <laughs> Ask me a question about American history. Go. Okay. Who built the Empire State Building? That's not American... That's 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 what, what architectural that history. All right. What? What... Famous city <laughs> was New yes. York named after. <laughs> I want to go with New York, York, Dan. Amsterdam. It was New Amsterdam originally, surely, wasn't it? I don't know. You know oh, what? You see? I'm with you. All right. You know what? I don't know my own history either. Well, Dan, thank you for coming on as primary guest host. You're always reliable. The always reliable Dan Hughes. Always reliable. Dependable. That's what I am. Thanks for coming on, Dan. I appreciate. I truly appreciate You know, sometimes we, we joke around, but I truly appreciate mm-hmm. it. I, I take that sincere thanks, and I, I return it to you. I thank you very much for having me on. It's been an honor, a pleasure. I respect both you and Jerry um, as, as broadcasters. It's unfortunate and I think you do a marvelous that job. Ben Maddox I didn't answer his job. phone first. And I had to get you secondarily. And then Richard Simpson didn't answer his phone. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll try old Dan. And then Dan's like, oh, yeah, I, I sure. Asked, I have I nothing else to do. He to come on with me. And he said, no. <laughs> I said, do you fancy coming on snobs? And he said, no, I don't. You're, you're my your primary guest host. I came to you first and foremost. And as usual, you're like, I have nothing else to do with my life. Yes, sir. I'm here to promote. I made a mixtape for you. Thank you. Let's end this debacle. Bye-bye. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.